As we approach God's word and scripture and God's word proclaimed, let us offer a prayer for illumination. Let us pray. Creator God, scripture is flooded with dreamlike images, a lion lying down with the lamb, justice rolling like a mighty river, swords beaten to plowshares, prisoners set free, good news to the oppressed, the whole world rejoicing. To our human ears, there are times when these words can sound like nothing more than a far-off dream, downplaying prophecy to fantasy. However, we know that we know what it is to dream, and that dream is to hope, and to hope is to imagine, and to imagine is to wonder, and to wonder is to believe, and to believe is to live and breathe for your promised day, O Lord. So give us strength to listen as we dream, O God, for deep down we know your words are the very thing we need. Amen. I will read our scripture in just a moment, but before I do, I want to offer a few words about it. Our scripture for this service is the Song of Mary, and it is often called the Magnificat because of the very first word of her song, Magnify. Mary says that her soul magnifies the Lord. Her soul rejoices in the Lord. It is a song of joy and hope. It is a song of faith and of trust. It is the song of a woman who knows that she is not alone, and she sings her song after the angel Gabriel gives her a message, tells her that she will bear the Messiah after a visit to be with her much older cousin Elizabeth. She sings this song. And we will read this story of that visit next week. The story will continue. I know this means that we are taking the, the stories out of chronological order, but there is a reason for this. The reason is that this Sunday today in liturgical tradition is called Gaudate Sunday or Joy Sunday. Gaudate is Latin word for rejoice, Latin once being the dominant language of the Western Church. And Mary's song, Mary's song is a song of rejoicing. And this is a reminder to us, this Sunday, Joy Sunday, is a reminder to us that in all the heaviness of Advent of waiting, we are to remember to pause. We are to remember to rejoice, for the light of, of Christ has come, will come, will stay with us. And so we listen for the words that Mary puts to song. Hear now the word of God which comes to us from the first chapter of Luke, verses 46 through 55. Listen for the Spirit dwelling us. And Mary said, with all my heart, I will glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. God has looked with favor 
name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. And he has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So at the news that causes Mary to sing, she is called blessed. She is called blessed by Gabriel, the angel who calls her a favorite one. She is called blessed by Elizabeth who says to Mary that she is blessed among women. Mary is blessed. It does not really look this way, does it? She's a young, unmarried girl, about to have a child. She's ordinary, not of wealth, not from a family of status. Yes, she has a good family, but really she is as vulnerable as can be. And there are signs of trouble in Mary's circumstances, we know. And still Mary rejoices. Still Mary is called blessed in what looks like a very difficult road to travel. Mary's blessing comes from a willingness to receive such a blessing. Mary is blessed because she believes. She trusts these ancient stories that the prophets told, and she expects that the words of the prophets will be fulfilled. She is blessed by a faithful willingness to be responsible when God calls. Her joy comes from a faith that, that looks into darkness and sees light. She rejoices because she believes that God's mercy will overturn everything that she knows, that it might overturn everything we know. And Mary sings, My soul magnifies the Lord, and, and my spirit rejoices in, in God my Savior. Mary's song is a particular kind of song. It is a canticle, which means that it is a song that uses scripture to communicate its meaning, and Mary does just that. Her song is modeled after the song of Hannah in 1 Samuel, and her song uses themes and illustrations that she knows from the prophet Isaiah, and she quotes Isaiah, who says in chapter 61, the Lord God's Spirit is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. God has sent me to bring good news 
this. They will restore formerly deserted places. They will renew ruined cities. Ruined cities. Places deserted by generations past. Thus says the prophet Isaiah. And Mary. Mary is an oak of righteousness. Oh, I love this phrase. Oaks are sturdy, resilient, reliable. God's grace will empower faithful people towards such resilience. And Mary, in her weakness, in her vulnerability, in her state of one who is also called lowly, is blessed and faithful, and therefore strong and reliable. Mary rejoices in God even in circumstances that she should find it difficult. Mary is a no, not just like just like those who have seen names before, the brokenhearted, the prisoner, the captive, the discouraged. And such oaks, Isaiah says, restore and renew what is diminished and what is hurting. And as far as Mary knows, she is not some lonely tree off in a field on her own. No, no, no. She joins the company of many faithful people who have trusted to God to turn people toward rejoicing. No, Mary is in a forest of oaks of righteousness. Mary has seen God turn the world around and, and she has seen God with her souls. Mary, Mary sings of God lifting up the lowly and filling the hungry with good things. She sings of God humbling corrupt and arrogant leaders. She sings of God reversing the roles in the world, entering the world with a deep and abiding and undeniable love. And so Mary rejoices, trusting that God is doing this still. God will do this again. So as Mary considers what in her world needs reversal, what in our world needs reversal? What roles or responsibilities can be turned on their head to make the world healthier, more equal, more together? What would you ask God to restore or reverse or turn around so that you or others or all the world might experience God's grace. The first hymn of the service is commonly called the canticle of the turning. I, I love this hymn. The first verse goes like this. My soul cries out with a joyful shout that the God of my heart is great. And my spirit sings of wondrous things that you bring to the ones who wait. You fixed your sight on your servant's plight, and my weakness you did not spurn. 
So from east to west shall my name be blessed, would the world be about to turn. My heart shall sing in the day you bring, let the fires of your justice burn. Wave away all tears, for the dawn draws near, could the world be about to turn. Could the world be about to turn. Mary faithfully says, yes, yes, it could. God, you can make a turn. Mary believes it and trusts that God is turning the world toward good, toward mercy, toward love. And so Mary rejoices. And so should we. I know, I know it's not rejoicing like like birthday party rejoicing, or anniversary retirement rejoicing. This is no happy-go-lucky ordeal. But if we believe it, if we believe that turning weakness to strength and, and vulnerability brings resilience and that despair will go toward hope, wouldn't even our happy times be more joyful? Good news of grace. 
feel burdened, isolated, troubled, and, and I imagine Mary must have felt these things. She also experiences the gift of, of being together, of being together with God and together with people who are beloved to Mary knows God is here because of God's dream for the world, but she also knows that she is not alone as she goes to meet with her family, her cousin, Elizabeth, and we too, we too walk with Mary toward Bethlehem. She is not alone, and we are not alone. Don't we, together, wherever we are, seek to magnify God's love just as we wait for Christ to Conversation we will continue next Sunday. Next Sunday, where we consider just how we are not alone, how we are together as we walk toward Christmas. We will explore this next week and even at Christmas when we read of Mary with, together with Elizabeth and Zechariah and we hear a story that says just together Mary was with those beloved to her. And Mary will not be alone as she travels to Bethlehem with, with Joseph. Mary will not be alone when angels and shepherds and magi gather. But she won't be alone for an even greater reason than this. For Christ is coming and Christ is coming soon we wait. There's still more of the story to come. There's still more of our story to come. So may we rejoice in the Lord. For God comes to us that we might rejoice, that we might have faith and hope, that we might trust the God.